Hey, it's Leanna. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a second to thank you for listening. The fact that you chose this episode out of the millions of podcast episodes that are out there, that's pretty cool. We'd love it if you left us a review, subscribed, shared us with a friend. And if there's something you want to see us talk about on Hometown Stories, just let us know. Send an email to hometownstories at wdbj7.com. Okay, now let's settle in for today's episode. Five members of the Green Bank Observatory team in Green Bank, West Virginia, have spent the last two weeks dodging polar bears, climbing glaciers, and dismantling a giant telescope in the Arctic Circle. And in just any direction you want to look, there's glaciers, and just, just, it's amazing. Their mission has been to pick apart a telescope in one of the world's northernmost human settlements. We took a a pretty solid hike that looked far easier than it was um, to go up to that glacier. They're bringing the spare parts, large and small, back to West Virginia. Some of this still runs off of a floppy disk. In this episode of Hometown Stories, we get a look into their epic adventure. Our conversation originally appeared on the WDBJ7 Plus digital news desk. Have any of you ever been to the Arctic Circle before, or is this your first time? First cool. time. Yeah. First time I grew up. First time for everyone. I recently connected with a team from the Green Bank Observatory, calling in virtually from Nee Allisund, Norway. I hope I'm saying that right. The five of them were seated together on a couch, windows at their back, with an incredible sight just visible on the other side. We didn't point out, but there's a glacier right behind us that you can is see. Is that what that is? That white spot is, yeah. Oh my gosh. The team includes associate scientist William Armentrout, data analyst Bryn Gregory, electrician Anthony Nusili, division head for the Observatory Works Area Adam Taylor, and telescope mechanic Edgar Friel. The Green Bank Observatory, located in Green Bank, West Virginia, is the world's largest fully steerable radio telescope. It's used for a variety of deep space research projects. We cover a huge variety of scientific topics in Green Banks, from studying gravitational waves with pulsar timing to looking at how stars form, not just near the sun, but across the entire Milky Way, to seeing bridges of gas between the Milky Way and nearby galaxies that shows how we are interacting with some of our galactic neighbors. That's Will Armentrout, who handled much of the logistics ahead of the trip. The team traded the hot temperatures of West Virginia for a several days long journey to the Arctic Circle. More specifically, their final destination was Nee Allisund, Norway. It's home to the Zeppelin Observatory, one of the world's northernmost human settlements. Yeah, so they have people who are here full time, but they are here in Nee Allisund for three months, and then they'll be away back home for another month. So it's three months on, one month off. They have two telescopes here that they are running for what are called very long baseline interferometry. And that's a technique where you use telescopes around the world together as if it were one telescope. And what that gives you is really great resolution of the object. It's almost like you can see a penny, let's say, at the distance of the moon. 
The observatory there was built around the same time as the one in Greenbank in 1993. The Zeppelin was a collaboration between NASA and Norway. In August, it was decommissioned and a new telescope has taken over. The work this observatory does helps us all on a daily basis. So all of the data that is here is fed into the GPS system that allows your cell phone to tell you where you are on Earth within, say, 10 feet or so. So if we didn't have these kind of techniques that are measuring things like how the Earth wobbles on its axis, how it moves around the solar system, your GPS would not be nearly as good. Armin Trout said the Green Bank team has been helping the Norway team carefully disassemble the decommissioned telescope. They'll ship the parts back to West Virginia to keep on hand to repair their telescope as needed. Uh, so it's a good demonstration of friendships between observatories and helping each other out uh, because we've we've been sending spare parts back and forth between these sites for decades now. And so this is a great trip for us to be able to get something out of it and visit our colleagues here. They have to pick the telescope apart piece by piece. They're specifically looking for motors and gearboxes, parts you can't just buy off the internet. The team here in uh, Nielsen were very prepared and they've had lots of spare parts that had never been used that we can take. And we also uh, took pretty much anything that we could uh, get off the telescope with the minimal amount of people and uh, tools that we had to use. Nusili said there are hundreds of pieces to dismantle. He's focused on taking apart the electronics and properly packaging them up. Some pieces are larger, like the gearboxes, but others are pieces of what he calls, quote unquote, ancient software. So some of this still runs off of a floppy disk. So um, we're bringing back some of those, too, that these uh, that they have uh, graciously given us. Edgar Friel has been spending his days working in a hard hat and harness, physically taking big pieces off the telescope's face. Getting them from their places on the telescope to the ground so they can get them packed into the uh, connex and ready to ship. Bryn Gregory has been the keeper of the customs list, taking note of everything from a little switch to a giant panel. So I've been cataloging every item that goes into every crate to make sure that we have a, a, a strong account of what we're bringing back home. Adam Taylor is the jack of all trades and helps with anything that's needed. His focus has been on properly packing the items for maximum capacity. We're pretty tight on space, so doing the best we can to get it all packed in there. They expect the shipping container to make its way slowly back to the United States and anticipate the pieces, all 15,000 pounds of them, will arrive to Green Bank by December. So that might be a nice Christmas present for the 20 meter there. But even before beginning work on the telescope, the team had to acclimate. They first had to undergo polar bear mitigation training. Armin Trout says if a polar bear is spotted, you have to make yourself big and group together. If the polar bear looks like it's within 200 meters or so, you would shoot a, a flare at them to make a small explosion to hopefully scare them away. So we have permits that allow us to carry these flare guns and also a rifle in the worst case that you would need to use that uh, for a, a polar bear that's coming at you. 
But Armantrout says these are very rare circumstances, and by the time I spoke to them, they had yet to see a polar bear. They've been taking advantage of the unique landscape, food, and adventures while on the trip. A lot of, lot of beautiful scenery, and just any direction you want to look, there's glaciers, and just, just, it's amazing. Taylor says he even took a swim in the bay in town with some of the locals. Okay, I have to ask how cold that water was, do you know? Pretty dang cold. <laughs> I, think I think they said it's about, it's close to zero Celsius, so it's, it's right at around freezing. They even had an opportunity to walk on a glacier. We took a, a pretty solid hike that looked far easier than it was um, to go up to that glacier. Overall, New Silly says they've all been delighted by the culinary opportunities and their company. It's a small you know, community and they don't have a lot of resources coming in. For instance, food's coming in on a boat, so, you know, maybe once a month or whatnot. And you can tell the community really has pride in their in the community, so everything is very clean. Everything is very organized. I guess always remember um, the way that, that they ran this place and try to maybe bring a little bit of that back to my uh, place of work and my family. <laughs> You can keep up with their travels and their research and see more photos of the trip by visiting the Green Bank Observatory Facebook page. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was written and produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Roquelmi. We'll see you next time. <laughs>